0: Are going
1: on his own. He gets the, try. the Red 78. we so monster people. For monster. Nobody knows monster rugby better. Hello and welcome along. I'm Alan Quinlan and you're listening to episode 72 of the Red 78 here on the Rugby Channel. And with me, of course, is my partner in crime, Neve Briggs. How are you, Neve?
0: Good, Quinny. How are you?
1: I'm good. I'm good. Our Champions League dream is over. Anyway, Liverpool uh, drawn with villa on Saturday. So and
0: of course, don't even talk to me about Spurs losing at home. Spurs
1: Spurs lost again anyway, here in a dreadful run. Yeah. But um
0: dreadful.
1: Anyway, it was uh, a bad weekend for Leinster rugby and for Irish rugby, you would think. Um lots of people kinda of jumping on the the uh the narrative that this is uh this is going to be damaging for Ireland going forward, given the World Cup is in a few months. And um unfortunately for from a Leinster point of view, from an Irish point of view, they lost um against the you know La Rochelle side that obviously they're full of quality. Uh we're not gonna go in depth in the match, but it's worth kind of mentioning about the the levels that are required. Uh, to actually get the job done. Lincer were so dominant throughout the pool stages and the knockout stages up to this point. And probably the way they started the game was just sensational. And uh, second half, so unLencer-like and their exit strategies and the, they made some mistakes. And you know, it wasn't all down to Lencer's mistakes. La Rochelle were outstanding. And it's just a little reminder of of um, you know when we talk about Monster of the, the the gap and the level that that match on Saturday was just phenomenal. The intensity, the pace, the power in the game, the skill execution, all that kind of stuff. Um, we've our own final to worry about this week against the Stormers and the URC, but you know, just quickly, what did you what did you make of that game? And do you do you think it's damaging for Ireland going forward, given the line share of that Lencer side will, will be lining out for Ireland in the World Cup?
0: Yeah, look, I I echo what you're saying. I thought it was an absolutely incredible game. I thought the pace, um, the ferocity, the the contact zone was it was as good as nearly any international game I've seen this year. I Thought it was um, it was it was brilliant. I thought Lenser's start was outrageous. And it's funny, I I did comment during the match when they went to twenty fourteen, and then they went twenty three and twenty six. Um, you know three penalties in a row and I know they were in front of the posts, but I kind of felt like that that's that's kind of when they stopped being brave. They went back into their shell a little bit because um any other game all year, we very rarely see them take three points. Um and and I know it's Cup rugby and you've got to keep the scoreboard ticking, but you also have to know, like Munster against Leinster the previous week, that sometimes you know that you're gonna to have to score more tries because of the quality of the opposition. Um, and there was a couple I thought that Leinster could have went to the line to um, and, um, and I thought that they just they kind of went back into their shell a little bit and um, a side like Arachelle they sent that blood and, and they went after them and uh, to be fair right Leinster's defence was unbelievable for a huge portion of that like they took some pounding because in the second half La Rochelle had so much possession so much territory Um, it was it was it kind of felt like it was coming, but also there was a part of you as the time was ticking on, you were thinking, Oh my god, could they actually hold out here? Um uh, but yeah, look huge. I think James Ryan was a colossal loss, but sort of Henshaw getting injured um was tough and um and really, really smart play by La Rochelle. It was just unfortunate. And um I've no doubt, you know, Andy Farrell is probably thinking, um, you know it'll battle hard in lots of them for sure. And uh, and they'll definitely learn a lot from it. But also an, an Irish team and a Lencer team bouncing into Irish camp in three or four weeks' time versus one that's kind of now not that um, will definitely be a concern for him, I think. And he's definitely going to have to either address it or come up with some sort of stra- strategy where going into Irish camp is not the same as Leinster camp or something like that, where players are... are um, not really thinking about that, so
1: you talk about, because... uh, you talk about being brave, I think, and we spoke about this the week before. Munster not taking their penalties, Linster had a penalty at the end of the game. And look again, um, it was a long way out, it wasn't an easy kick. I was surprised, oh, Ross I think Bourne that didn't was that would have
0: been, I was
1: no, also I, surprised I that would have been right that... on the
0: edge, that would have been right on the edge, Quinny, that would have been right on the edge of his of his radar. He, he's an Outrageously good kicker, um, but he's not a lengthy kicker. He's not a Ben Healy lengthy kicker. Um, it was just, in, yeah, no, I think that would have been that would have been on the outer range, thought um But yeah, that's just my opinion.
1: Yeah, well, look, I I would have went for the kick, and I also would have tried to get a drop goal. But look, the way the game panned out, um, uh, we certainly don't don't. Um, yeah, I certainly agree with you that it's it, it is it's a game that I'm just surprised Leinster and it's on Leinster like when they when they review it there was three Munster guys involved in the La Rochelle squad um not not players uh, Ronan O'Gara, Dunica Ryan and Sean Dougal who played for Munster so um you know, we, we 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 probably have to mention them because what Ronan has done and and Dunneke Ryan he's timed there as well it's just it's just phenomenal but look it was disappointing and not good for Irish rugby that result. A lot of people are asking me how, who, how I, who was, I was, who was, who was I going for, and um, I wanted Leinster to win that game. I, I genuinely did. Um, I'm obviously very close to Raj, but I wanted Leinster to win that game for, for for the good of the Irish team going forward. But it is what it is. It's done. I was, and I was the same
0: to you. I was the same as as you. To be fair, did really I wanted that because I felt like. Um, had they won that, then the the mood or the picture changes for them going into that Irish camp. But I have yeah. to say, Ron Alvarez he was exceptionally he's exceptionally good to to listen to, isn't he? Obviously, we listen to Mark the Ball at the weekends or on Fridays or whatever. But his post match interviews um, were brilliant in terms of. Um, He's very honest, isn't he? He just completely... It's its its just so different from the norm where you're, you're almost media trained. I'd say the PR person of La Rochelle probably kind of hides behind our fingers at times when he goes into the be interview because he's liable. He, he, is, he is just so, so honest. It, it's very easy to see why they play for him. Um, and um, yeah, look, speaking about family and his mom obviously been there after last year. And I just think that... Um, it was brilliant. I was I was delighted for him too, to be fair.
1: Yeah, of course. Um, I think it's probably important to say, you know, Leinster have had a bad two weeks, but they're an incredible side and it's an incredible squad and I think they will bounce back from this and uh, that's the cruelty of sports sometimes. Munster have their own final on Saturday, unexpected final, yeah. we've got to say. And... He probably have some a bit of an online presence this week of Leinster people saying we want Munster to win. Some will say they want them to lose, and and I was asked that so many times last week. There was certainly a few red jerseys in the crowd the other day, and a few different jerseys, but it was a disappointing day for 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 Leinster. And I think look, they were the best team consistently throughout the competition, and they saved probably. Their worst 40 minutes for that second half. Even though LaRochelle are a brilliant side, I'm not taking anything away from them. I think Leinster just didn't manage that second half. Moving on to the final, um, I put a tweet out yesterday to get um the supporter, Munster supporters take on obviously being in a final, an unexpected final, given the start of the season that Munster had. Um, you could never have envisaged this after losing five games from the first seven. Uh, various different reasons why they started slowly and I think uh, the last few weeks they've just been obviously phenomenal. I think, you know, the, going back to that Stormers win, the Sharks draw, the win in Leinster, the win in Glasgow and the win away in, in, in Leinster. So the, if they win this game at the weekend, which is incredibly difficult, it's going to be, you know, an unbelievable situation because you would have been away in your previous fight. You know the previous four games. This is a fifth game. They're away from home, so we'll wait and see. What's the supporters' view and and what were they thinking ahead of this game?
0: Yeah, look, lots of hope. Uh, Ellie Stone. We first started out this year as our build year, getting used to new people and patterns. I think it's already a mighty achievement to reach this final. As a result, we have grit and determination, but are also not afraid to take risks. It'll be close, but I have huge hope. Richard Daly, hoping that the last number of weeks in away games will stand to us, but it's a final, so I expect both teams to come out fighting, but reckon we have more fight in the game. Granny Babs thinks it's a uh, course we can. That's basically it. She didn't say anything else. Why can't we? Uh, John Tweek, we poked a beer a few weeks. That will make it a very difficult to repeat. Hopefully a clean bill of health injury-wise. We need our big sapphires. if we were to stand a chance, should be a cracking atmosphere, an end to a season of serious de- development for players and coaches. Uh, John Loftus, if we win next week, and reality, it's a big if, then the achievement will rank amongst our very best, especially given the unbeaten away run secure it. How we started the season and that we've had to play the same second row for virtually most of it stand up and fight um, Brian Hegarty if Munster win which they are well capable of doing it will be some achievement considering the Oyo season we've had um, do you think that for this game that while we've had a tough start when you take away the first five games after that Munster have had an incredibly good season like realistically when you talk about from that November international against the South African A's and Porky Quiv, Bar one or two skewed results in the URC I'm talking about now. I know we'll be just they'll obviously be disappointed about the sharks won the Champions Cup, but like they've actually been the one of the most consistent teams since then.
1: Yeah, they've shown dramatic improvement from the start of the season. Um, scored a lot of tries, played a different brand of rugby than we, what we've been used to. Um, defensively, um, very very strong. Bar that period of. Scarlets Glasgow and, and, and Sharks uh, back in March, end of April. So, um, yeah, there's been a real, um, I think the worry was after the Glasgow game that that's it, the season is done, heading to Glasgow, uh, South Africa. And I've probably repeated myself here a few times. And it was a bit of doom and gloom there. And in fairness, they showed incredible character to go and, and, and fight out those results in South Africa. And then dug it out in Glasgow as well, which was, that was incredibly tough for them. And Glasgow hadn't lost there, I think, in a year and a half at home. And, you know, the Stormers hadn't lost in 21 games. So um, they've really dug in there. I think they've showed quality along the way. And the improvement has been dramatic. I think even if you look at the Champions Cup, the performance is away in Northampton, away in Toulouse, they lost the game at Toulouse but they gave them a serious scare so um there's still a feeling of uh, the sharks game in the champions cup i think was a bit of an eye opener if you're not physically right and you get dominated and you allow the opposition who are very powerful and big into your 22 and mall. um but yeah you, you there's lots of players there's a number of players here about to play nearly every game all season and uh the the injury list looks a bit healthier we'll we'll, we'll talk about that in a few minutes, but a dramatic improvement and I think they've enthused the Monster fans.
0: 100%. Joe says, in a word, yes, massive challenge in what will be a packed DHL stadium. Heat won't be an issue next weekend. Tough team selection given so many players on form. So stacked bench too, which is something we'll chat about in a a few minutes. Uh, Brian Lawler, Manic aggression, Quinny, manic aggression. Of course, we can do it. Discipline, frustrate them, draw out that rage and let the boots of Healy and Crowley sail us home. We need Snyman big time and have to be up fast on their back three. Clean um, it close, I think we'll do it. It'll be a bruiser, but the team has a huge sense of belief Belief now given our run of away successes. They will leave everything on that and in brackets, uh, rubbish pitch, which we know there's issues around there the ground and, and the grass. Um James Gillespie, the Stormers are excellent on the attack, but very, very loose. If Munster can maintain parity with the Stormers forwards, there will be many chances to score. Um Victor Ford, in the same way La Rochelle went about against the odds and turned over the favourites, Munster can do the same. We will have to be accurate in attack and no easy outs with penalties. Our phase play attack in the semi gives rise to believe we can deliver when it counts. Uh, copper Cooper Lynch, sorry. If their defence is as good as it was against Leinster and they don't let Stormers attack, then they can absolutely do it. Need to be more clinical close to the line, though, and take every chance. It'll be won in the forwards. Interesting. Um, Kenneth O'Connor, no doubt Stormers are going to wait, be up for it, and we have to be and have to be strong favourites. That said, we finally look our look like our own team again. The long South African hangover is wearing off. It'd be huge if this team for this team if we can manage to win it. Um, that's a very interesting one in relation to the identity that we're now talking about, Munster. And lots of those couple of tweeters talking about Munster of old in terms of, of of having that fight, that mentality, being up for it physically uh, getting to pitch of those um, high intensity games really quickly. Um, and things will evolve and culture will, will will layer but um been back months are looking like our own team again is um it's very interesting i thought i thought that was a, a like, it was because there was a couple of tweets about that
1: yeah of course i think um they've uh, and when i say the word in twos people i think they've they've captured the, the imagination a little bit again um i'd still be cautious in in where we're at and mm. Um, because even though the results have been very good this in the last few weeks, um, we still have a way to go. We still we still need more quality, more depth, uh, more impact off the bench. If you get a number of injuries, and to close that gap on 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 um, incredible Leinster squad, I think um, you need more players coming through. So. Um, people are happy this year. You know, nobody expected Munster to be in a final. Nobody expected them to win a trophy and they may not. Um, but I think they've seen enough to, they've seen enough of the fight and uh, ambition to try and play. And I think that's, that's probably the, the biggest pleasing thing is the improvements in the attack um, all over um, the skill set of, of even the forwards, their lines are running all that kind of stuff. And, you know, Leinster are the reference point because their accuracy around their forwards, their handling lines, of running, all that stuff. So there's still still a way to go. Yeah. And, um, you know, if Munster weren't, were not were not to do well on Saturday, it could, you know, you'd be finishing on, it'd be very unsa- mm-hmm. unfair to say a low. Um, it'd be still a very, very positive season from where they're at. They're in Champions Cup next year. They're going to be seeded in the top seed for Europe. Um, so that's a great um, you know they're great points to have out of it but um, okay so a lot of people are enthusiastic which you would expect um, there's nobody saying that we're going to get uh, walloped out of it here um, cautiously I, I, I always have that approach and I'm you know it's the players still in me afraid to kind of get excited and think oh yeah once are going to go and win here this is going to be incredibly difficult So what I would ask you, you know, we normally do the positives and negatives of the performance. We don't have a performance this week. We obviously, you know, had loads of positives last week from, from that Leinster game uh, and not getting away from the fact they were missing a lot of players, but it was, uh, I think Munster stayed at it for the 80 minutes and that shows, particularly in the last kind of uh, the build up to the drop goal, the way there's a lot of self-confidence and self-belief. So, um, I think they're a team now that even if they go behind they'll still keep going and they have answers you know last year and the year before when Munster were chasing games it was incredibly difficult now there's a feeling that um, they can still go and score so um, what do Munster have to get right this week okay so we go back a number of weeks ago to that Stormers game they scored four tries um, started the game really well the scrum was under pressure um, but it was a brilliant performance and a brilliant win and in the end I know Rue and Nell scored a try late on for 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 the Stormers to to bring them back closer in the 81st minute Um, that was Munster deserved to win that game so what do Munster need to get right this week given we think the Stormers will be a lot better um, they'll be kind of reeling from Munster beating them and, and taking their home record this season what do Munster have to do well this, this this weekend?
0: Yeah, look, it's interesting. I think from a, a forward point of view, I think Scrum is going to be integral this weekend. I think it's going to be really, really important because, um, you know, you're looking at the likes of kitsoff and Dweva and these guys and they're absolute monsters. And uh, we've been singing Stephen Archer's praise for a huge number of weeks now. He's been incredible, but it can't just be him by himself. So we need to have... Um, the likes of Jeremy Lockman and uh, Dierry Barron and Miles Scandal or whoever's going in there at Hooker and, and Dave Kilcoyne it'll be really interesting to see if he's back in the mix because that could be huge for us in terms of that strength and depth so I think the selection will will tell a huge amount I think in terms of the forwards and, and the combinations that they go with um, so that's number one I think we can't kick loosely I think Connacht fell into that trap last week uh, or two weeks ago sorry and Allows that South African back three, that's Stormers back When you three. when
1: you when you say kick loosely, is that kick poorly or is it for, no kick chase or or what is it?
0: Yeah, it's there's different cogs to it. So you if you're going to you definitely want if you're going to if you're going to look to say say your strategy is that they're covering both tram lines and you want to kick right along down the middle. You've got to find grass and you've got to make them work to it in order for your your defensive wall to be set quicker so for example if you kick long straight down the middle you're almost taking the pedal off the gas to allow them to kind of run back a small bit so that you definitely have everybody linked together what you don't want to happen is kick down the middle but kick short so they're coming onto it and therefore we have no time to get our red wall set that makes any sense so that's really important um if or is, if is, is the key
1: is the key is the key to that kicking game having as many monster players on their feet? So if you have six monster guys in the bottom of a rock and you kick long, you're down a number of bodies. And is also is it a case of you make a really interesting point as and you're obviously the coach, not me. That is it a case of closing that space as quick as you can so they don't they can't charge back and step people. Um, yeah.
0: So it, there's a couple of things for me in terms of if you kick long and and you can you can send one after it which you've always spoke about and everybody else connected you don't actually have to have a huge huge amount of line speed because as long as you're connected if they step back in stepping back into a body to be hit the issue is that if one person starts sprinting and then somebody else sprints with them and, and so do you before we're getting up off the ground or somebody's that's not quite quick enough you're creating a huge amount of dog legs and the likes of. Libok and Yantes and Willems said they'll find all that space so um, they're going to have to be really really careful in relation to that kick game I think that's really important um, and then also be patient on the ball I think I think Soros have been quite porous in defence at times when you go through multi-phase because they're they're big and they're powerful but they don't have a huge amount of fitness that's definitely something that Munster have and we've seen that hugely over the last few weeks. So if you can be patient and multi-phase and understand that if you don't get over the gain line in first phase or the second, that there has you can find another way of, by doing that. Whether it's going back down the short side or whether it's committing defenders to be able to come, you know, to be able to get to that edge very quickly, then you're you're moving them at times when they don't want to be moved the biggest thing Munster can do or can like need to avoid is going on these one out runners and running into big bodies that have literally tackled, just getting back up off the ground and not having to move. Um, so yeah, it's interesting, but there's, there's, there while Stormers have lots of strengths and, you know, we'll speak about them definitely have weaknesses too that Munster can get after.
1: And is that a case of multi-phase and kind Connock of probably showed that a few times and the other question I would ask is, do Munster need to go to the edges a bit and be, be kind of brave um, with their attack? Because I think I, I kind of noticed in that Stormers game, they were holding three, sometimes four in that backfield. And and then you have this incredible pace coming back with, you know, Bilhamsa. Uh, uh, Sanatla was, didn't play that game, but he's incredibly powerful. He's out. As, he's
0: been in a, a, quite a serious car accident. Yeah. yeah he won't be playing.
1: Leland Zass is it was the other winger Angelo David's. They're they're powerful and, they're quick. and, they're and very very quick. And of course, Manny Libok, uh, he hovers in that backfield as well. And if you give him time and space, he's a brilliant runner. Um, so that 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 certainly is something they need to do. Um, but I think Munster focusing on themselves and trying to bring that attack and ask those questions of 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 trying to get into multi phase. Obviously, they've got to try and get their set piece right. I think. Um, the scrum, you know, there's no doubt about it, they're trying to go gonna try and go after Munster in that scrum again. And um it's it's a case of you know, Munster did well out the field, but just before half time, I don't know if you remember, there was awful pressure coming on that scrum and they ended up scoring off the back of not yeah. not the scrum driving them over, but Ruin Nell scored. There was a number of penalties. Um how how will they cope with that? Is it just get a better technique, be tighter? Um,
0: look, you're a scrum expert, st- st- not me. Stephen
1: but- Kitsav, Joseph uh, Dweber, and and friends, Mal- Malherba are incredibly powerful. Um, yeah, look, it's hard. It's hard. You're up against the, the 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 size and the power of them. I think it is a case of of getting in a really good body position, getting set early, um, and and making sure that the eight monster forwards are are being really really strong. And they put pressure and try and turn the turn the screw back again. Uh, it's it's going to be a tough one for them. There's there's no doubt about that. What what kind of strengths do do the Stormers bring? Is it that open field running? Is it that X factor of of those big ball carriers like Evan Ruse? Uh, he's a brilliant number eight. Vili um, Engelbrecht. Uh, Diamani. He's, he's a brilliant so, runner as
0: well. They one, one of their strengths is their back row and their ability to pill for ball. So between Diamani and Evan Roots, they're really, really good jacklers. Really, really good. So therefore, we spoke. We speak a lot about the breakdown in terms of Munster's ability to create quick ball, but also to take out threats. Munster have to make sure that once the ball carrier goes into contact, the two supporting players don't get disconnected from them. So that with that clear out or... They, the ability to remove those threats is as instant as almost the tackle is happening. So as the tackle is going to ground, then those threats are, are already cleared. The biggest thing that can happen sometimes at Munster is that they can, and it's you see it happening a lot now, Leinster are really, really smart at doing it, where the, the outside player that you're looking to kind of almost get rid of um comes around through the channel, like comes past the scrum half. So guy R- Ringrose is really, really good at it. So it kind of stops that momentum a little bit, and gives an opportunity for the inside to get a poach. Um, and that's going to be really key for Munster this weekend. They're going to have to absolutely target that back row. That if it's and I remember Joe Schmidt saying to me um a long time ago um earlier we we're playing Australia and that. The only, really, um, the only real kind of a detail that it's spoken about in relation to the breakdown was just taking Michael Hooper away from the ball every time anybody got quit. Anytime he was near So So anytime he was coming even in close, someone just was there to take him away. That's going to be really critical for Munster this weekend. They're going to have to be really smart in how they, the ball carrier has to work incredibly hard, 100%. But those, those clearing players will have to be as instant as the tackle in order for Munster to be able to generate quick ball.
1: I think that's going to be big. Yeah, uh, there's no doubt about that. The breakdown and those physical collisions, Evan Roos, uh, Dayamani and Engelbrecht, it looks like that would probably be their back row. Um, they're they're an incredibly powerful side when you start naming them. Ben Jason Dixon was in the second row. Marvin Ori will come back in there, so he, he, Dixon could go to the back row. Um, and the best poacher... Um, in, in world rugby is 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 injured for him at the moment. Um mm. he may be back. Um, I
0: think he's back. I heard he's back. I heard he'll be on the bench.
1: Yeah he could he could well be. Um for, from a monster point of view selection um and Peter O'Mahony was the star of the week the last time he, he was big isn't he wasn't he he was physical um showed a lot of brilliant leadership Gavin Coombs um, had a big game, scored a try late on. Um, and just to rehash that game, Munster started brilliantly. Um, unfortunately, RG Snyman went off. He got a, a HIA in that game, he got another one in Glasgow. Um, so everybody will be hoping that he's back in the mix. Um, what kind of a Munster team do you do you think should be selected? So we have the conundrum now of uh so we hear, it's not confirmed yet, that Conor Murray, Calvin Nash, Malachi Fekitoa, and RG Snyman um, all, all are available morning again.
0: Morning all confirmed yeah, this morning. All conf- the 30-man squad that uh, travelled out, it's confirmed and they're all in. So I think RG and Ben Healy still have to complete uh, their full return to play, but the others are, are good to go. Um, and that's huge. And it's funny, we've we're, we're now getting to a stage where there's going to be, players not involved in this 23 this weekend where we're going to be like how are they not involved do you know what I mean like that back row combination do you start if Orgy comes through everything do you start him and John Klein and where do you put Ty and? We start Tyburn, so like where do you put Finnian Whicher? He's been absolutely outstanding since he's come back from his injury, and looks incredibly powerful and really disciplined, and it's been really physical for Munster. So then you've the, got the, that back row. You know, Cindellan's been brilliant, John hodden has been brilliant, Jack O'Donnell, who was excellent from the Leinster game. So like it's it's tough. There's a there's there's a lot of selection worries. There's, you, going, there's you, going to be you, some know what some,
1: I mean? some some very disappointed players here. It's a good position for. For Graham round to that. Let's just start with the back line. So um we'll try and name a team. Um, most people could probably pick the same team that we'll pick. Um so Mike Haley fullback, that's probably a given. Uh, yeah. it is a given, I think. Um Shane Daly on one wing. Does Calvin Nash come back in for Keith Earls? See
0: that that that's he, he, like Calvin Ash having a season in his life do you reward him or do you go to experience Keith Earls was incredible in that Leinster game his defensive reads were brilliant um,
1: I so think putting Calvin Nash back in the team um, is is something that will happen probably should happen
0: yeah it
1: probably or is he coming off the bench because he can cover a number of positions and gives that versatility mm. there of course you can put Calvin Ash on the bench and and, and bring bring you know, move Erlgey around somewhere else if he gets injured, Keith Earls. Okay, that's uh, the centres. Malachi Feketeau, does he come straight back into the team? Anton Frisch plays 13.
0: It's funny, I actually loved the Ben Healy-Jack Crowley combination at 12, 10, 12, because if Ben Healy was stuck at the bottom of Morocco and got into clear, then, then, you know, Jack Crowley's just there to
1: move. Is, is, is Munster's attack better with, uh, with Jack Crowley at 12 and Ben Healy at 10? There's an I argument so, to say yeah. that it could be. But for me, well, do I pick for, Do you need the physicality of
0: Malakai? Do you need the physicality of him?
1: I think you, you do. Dan Duplessis is very powerful at 12 for for the Storm or so. I pick Malachi Fekatoa. Um, Jack Crowley at 10. Conor Murray, I think he yeah. comes back 100%. in at 9 the way he's yeah, played. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're happy enough to settle with that team. Yeah. Uh forwards, Jeremy Lockman. Dermot Barron, the way he has played, and um, I think, obviously, Stephen Archer. Um, he's He's been incredible, really.
0: Oh, obviously. He's been
1: hanging on. He's been hanging on for the last few weeks and just kind of pieced together as having to play both those full games in South Africa. He's been brilliant. And that's the conundrum then. Do you go... Um, is there a, is there a would there be an inclination to put Niall Scandal in from a scrummaging point of view in at hooker, possibly? Um, who knows? But Clare Barn has been brilliant as well, and it is great to have Scandal back. So, do you bring R G Simon straight back into the team with John Klein?
0: I think, I think a lot depends on what you're going from a background point of view. So, if you're going to have, I, I'd imagine. Correct me if I'm wrong. Do you think Monsieur will go in a six-two split again?
1: I think they will. So,
0: th- so therefore, it's Craig Casey and either Ben Healy or Keith Earls, which is mad to think that either of them are, con- are could lose out. And so you're going to go with Cundillan and Hodnett or Hodnett and Jack O'Donoghue and therefore you start O'Mahony at seven, Tyke Byrne at six, Orgy uh, and second row and uh, Gavin at eight. But here's the thing: like Orgy's, like why well, he's a monster. Like, are, is there too much of an expectation on him to? to be able to physically impose himself on this game when he's had a really sharp start return, which we knew would happen, by the way, because when you're out for such a long time, you just come back with these niggles. Okay, I know the concussions were, are a different story, but is there a worry there that if you start him, you know, he there's might no not? Worry
1: for, there's no worry for me. He's the one of the biggest second rows in the world. And he's one of the best rugby players in the world. You, you don't die wondering. He goes straight back in with John no,
0: I, 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 yeah. Tyke
1: Ty Borden goes into the back row with Peter O'Mahony and, and, and Gavin Booms. And you take on that physicality and you try and get the same pack that started in Glasgow that was badly disrupted um, early on in that game. losing O'Mahony and Snyman. So I think that's the pack I'd go for. Incredibly difficult and hard on John Hodnett, who, to Hodnett, who I think has been brilliant the last few weeks. Um obviously then you're looking at a bench of either um if you go to six two split Finney and Witcherly, Jack who John Hodnett, or Alex Kendellan someone's losing it out there, you know, and that's mm. that's the difficult part. But it's a good place to be for, for um for uh, for Graham Roundtree and the Munster team. And again, you know, there's a risk, there's always a risk going with a six two split because you That little bit of pressure. If um, if they
0: go with a six-two split, do you think it's do you think it's Ben Healy or Keith Earls that sits on the bench?
1: It has to be Ben Healy because I think um, he's shown that he's come on in the last number of weeks and he's changed games and he's kicking game and he's attack and he's pretty brave going to the game line and 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 that was the case for both those games in South Africa. So what's the, the case Storm then was, for
0: a six-two? Why would you go 6-2 then? A bar, okay. The obvious reason of the storm has been a very, very strong and powerful pack. Like, there is there a reason to revert back to the 5-3 then because everybody now is back fit? Um,
1: it's, yeah, that, that's, there's an argument for both, I think. it Probably, I'm not, I, I don't know this for sure, but if you ask the backs coach, Mike Prendergast, um, he probably won a 5-3 scenario and that's yeah. probably... Uh, Andy Kiriakou, he probably won six forwards on the bench. So who knows? um sometimes it can work very well in your favor and other times it can backfire. It backfired at Toulouse a number of weeks ago. um when 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 they had an injury and DuPont had to go to, to to ten, it kind of disrupted their whole attack. So who knows? um look, we 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 can keep going on about about um their strengths. I think and weaknesses and monsters and um I think we've covered stuff there that Munster need to be very good at. Um and this it's the case right across the board. Any team that's playing, you need your scrum and line out and, and breakdown to be pretty good to have a chance of winning a game. And and that'll be a focus for Munster last week and this week in preparing for this game. Um
0: for How the stormers, they're a very, very, very,
1: very, very powerful side who are very dangerous and Being at home, it gives them an advantage. I think given the power they have and the quality they have, I think Munster have to be really strong defensively in those first-up tackles. As we saw against Connacht, their wingers coming in off the wing, the damage they can do as well. So um, lots of threats right across the board. And I think they have more of an X-factor. And the idea here for Munster is to try and, as a collective um, be better than the Stormers and and maybe individualize it a little bit because they're 10 and Manny Libock, um, he just has this ability to do special things, but he can also be vulnerable if you get at him and he can make mistakes. So it's very exciting. It's very exciting. It's a great place to be. There's going to be a lot of monster fans traveling to South Africa. And I'm, I'm sure you'll see lots of jerseys there. It's a 55,000-seater stadium with... And it's sold out, it's sold out really quickly, so it's going to be jam packed. The atmosphere is going to be um, very much against Munster. There's going to be far more South Africans there and Stormers fans than Munster fans, but I still think there'll be a sea of a reds that will, will give the team a lift. Um, just before we finish up, Neve, um, there was a video the video last week. I was gonna, I'm sure people yeah, have seen it, has it. To. it has to, has it any significance? Uh, basically. For anyone who hasn't seen it, it's a video after when Jack Crowley gets a drop goal, final whistle goes in Dublin between Munster and Leinster. Stormers in the corporate box having food with their partners, wives, families. And they posted a video of them celebrating after Munster beat Leinster. So initially, yes, they're thinking, we have a home final now. Munster have to come and play us. But the one that it surprised me a little bit that's, that's uh, number one, that somebody posted it. And number two, that maybe some of the coaches were celebrating. It's not probably normal. Um, I don't think there's a big, it, it's going to have any major effect. I think Joe Joseph Dwebe, um throwing his kids in the air, shouting, we're going to F them up. I think they tried to mask over then on the Monday, John Dobson did. And I thought that he should have just said, look, yeah, we got a bit excited. But I can understand and I do believe him. That's the excitement I of having the, home, ridiculously... having the home home final as well and having the, you know, Leinster
0: not having to travel
1: to Dublin to play Leinster. So he went again last Friday and went on the radio, John Dobson, and started accusing Munster of cheap shots. And I thought, wow, this, this is... I'm not sure... Um, he missed the Marvin Ory situation with Peter O'Mahony and Joseph Dweber where there was a scuffle in the middle of the field. Mm-hmm. And Marvin Ory, the, the Stormers' second row, very, very, put his hand down on, on Peter O'Mahony's face, first okay. of all. Uh, and then when he was standing up, went at, went at his face again, which was very, it was stupid. It wasn't shown in replays. Um, again, that the, the control of that would have been South African TV directors. Um, but I don't know where the cheap shots were for Munster in the game so he's after spicing it up a little bit John Dobson very nice fellow I met him a couple of times and obviously he's done a wonderful job with the Stormers does it have an effect will Munster have watched that and will it it'll certainly add a little bit of tension to the game
0: yeah quite sure they have I think it's it's a little bit distasteful I think in terms of whatever the video and they're all getting excitement excited I think Um. It, it, for me, it was more the radio comments afterwards. I thought that was the most bizarre thing ever. Like there was absolutely no reason to bring that that kind of that up at all. I, I read about it. and I was just like, "It's a bit mad." But um, yeah. Look, it does a play? I, I'm sure the, the players amongst themselves are. You know, they they they'll be. I think the days are gone where you hang up newspaper articles in um in dressing rooms to motivate people. But there'll be something. <laughs> they they, they be something in the back of your mind where you be like and I'd be showing that to the squad or lads, did you see this? And and you'd be like, well, there you go. You know what I mean? That it's, it, Yeah, I don't think it was, it was, I'd, I'd say they were fuming at whoever sent it out because it was, um, it was beyond uh, not intelligent. I don't want to use the S word because uh, I thought it was, but I thought the, the comments on Friday were, were fairly bizarre. And I think Munster have been really good. They just, they haven't, they haven't said anything about it. They've just kept their powder dry. Um, yeah, it's not
1: gonna. It's not gonna have a huge difference in the game. I just thought that. No, um, I think, but, but I think John, O'Malley John, John will, John Dodson, will, will
0: be very, will be very good to to use what he needs to use. I think he's incredibly he, astute. Leader, M- M-
1: Munster, Munster have got to be careful here because it's going to be physical, and they've got to make sure that they front up and don't get bullied. There's a real danger here with a, a team like this um, that's... They could blow you away if you allow it, um from a physical point of view. So there's you know i'm 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 very cautious here. this there's an opportunity here, but stormers are the favorites, are probably have probably more quality and depth in their squad. They have more power, and you know, monster are up against it. There's no doubt about that. Are they capable of winning it? Yes, um, I think will they go for it? I have no doubt they will. I think they've got to stay in touch. This is the key to this game for me, Neve, that that Stormers don't pull away and start scoring tries and it doesn't go really, really loose like it did between Connacht and Stormers. Connacht kicked dreadfully in that game, shockingly, and they missed chances and opportunities. When they held on to possession, they asked some questions. So I'm sure Munster will have looked at that. I'm sure Stormers themselves will try and improve uh, and some of the stuff from that game, the tries that they conceded. But uh, it's a tough task, but it's a wonderful place to be. And um, fingers crossed, you know, they may, I think it was one of the tweeters at the start said it would have been up right up there with um, the best ever achievement for, for Munster side. And I agree because no, no one predicted this at the start of the season and uh, they've done remarkably well. And even if they don't win it, I think it's been a really positive season. So uh, fingers crossed, it will be special. And uh we're heading there. We can't afford to bring you out there because um, you cost too much to bring to South Africa. You'd be looking for first class, but uh, fingers <laughs> crossed. So that's it Enjoy. for episode, uh, episode 72. Hopefully we'll be back with a really positive uh, podcast next week to wrap up the season. And uh, you never know, maybe a trophy as well. So thanks again, Neve, And we look forward to chatting next week. Safe travels. The Red Seventy-Eight with Alan Quinlan and Neil Briggs. Nobody knows monster rugby better. I'd like to think I know a lot.